weekend environments, a sanctuary of sound. Greetings. My name is Mino Cristante. For 15 years, I darkened the halls of an audiophile manufacturing company by the name of Shinyata Research, moving from Gopher to IT Sensei, and eventually to technical assistant and all around heavy, extremely expensive audio component mover for Kaylin Gabriel. And during that time with him, I evaluated over 1,500 different prototypes, perhaps in excess of that, to research, evaluate through practical investigation experience, as well as analytical research and theoretical research, how to improve a cable and a power distribution system, how to treat power effectively. That's my background. And today I distribute the Illuminous Audio Gravitas speaker system and the isolation vibration component module foot component, all designed, invented by Luke Zitterkopf, Illuminous Audio. And we're together today to talk audiophile. Uh, how are you doing today, Luke? Uh, great, Mino. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really grateful to have you here. My podcast, Weekend Environments, a Sanctuary of Sound. And we're going to talk about what I would call subatomic audio wavelengths, subatomic subwoofer sound, essentially subwoofers. Now, the Gravitas system is not like other speakers or speaker systems. We call it a system because it consists of two suspended monitors and two suspended floating subwoofers. And I'd like to talk with you this morning a little bit about that, Luke. Uh, some folks seem to think that one is introducing a new level of unnecessary complexity by having four speakers in the room, essentially, instead of two. And I'd like to get into a little bit about is how does a crossover architecture, how is it different when you have four different emission devices emitting mechanical energy rather than two. And you had brought up when we had been visiting recently about how uh, the subwoofer system works with, is it more successful or less successful when it's in concert with the mids and the tweeters? Yeah, <clears throat> well, first I'd like to mention that uh, in the, realm of loudspeakers and stereo sound, 
uh, sometimes it's forgotten that the recording is often comprised of at least two channels that are th then processed and ultimately mastered into two channels. But however many microphones are used, those are have to be mixed into a combined total that's processed into a two channel stereo recording. So we, then we have that recording on physical media or just the, the bits in the electronic world for playback. And that sounds simple in theory, but to extract those two channels back out and have them sound how they sounded at the recording point is not easy because we do have two independent channels, your left and your right. So as this relates to loudspeakers and subwoofers, each channel, the left or the right, has to do the fullness of its job to play back everything that was mixed to that channel. So it's uh, an overwhelming task for a single loudspeaker to reproduce that entire range and to do all of that extraordinarily well. And so we took the approach of using a small monitor in our Gravitas system to provide the most detail possible in the mids and the highs. And then we wanted the setup flexibility with a separate subwoofer. So it kind of, it related to how reproducing a stereo image through loudspeakers is challenging and doing it with a monitor and a separate subwoofer is of great assistance and help in tuning the loudspeaker to the room that it's in. So they, they kind of go hand in hand. Okay, so yeah, I know from experience, you might have as many as nine microphones and a single top ribbon mic for just the percussion. <clears throat> and then you might have an inline input from a electric guitar and a mic'd amp both of those and then you've got a vocal in many cases whether or not no matter how successful a studio engineer has been in segregating everybody in their own sound booth isolating every sound source it's practically an impossible task and primarily a fiction it is almost impossible to utterly isolate everything and everyone and have a good performance, have a memorable, stellar, superb performance in that type of environment. So what is your thinking about the real estate associated with two subwoofers and two monitors. It just seems to me that if, because as you were saying, the multiplicity of sound sources that are going into the almost the misnomer or the euphemistic term mix, uh, the, if anything is 
trying to happen is we're trying to unmix mm-hmm. the sounds, unmix them so that they can be as they originally were, at least in live session recordings. We're actually trying to unmix what is happening. Yeah, I like that term. And or and then, but the fascinating thing with me when I've heard the gravitas is the subtlety and the ability to find a wonderful soundstage, soundstage meaning a, the experience of a three-dimensional sound experience in front of you, rather than a visual 3D image, we're getting an aural, an acoustic 3D image take place. And some people feel that the crossover genius of various sound sound loudspeaker designers the crossover is the secret juice to having that happen do you think that there's an analog crossover situation going on over here by by simply the positioning of the different sound sources yeah most definitely and that's absolutely the interaction with the room so having these four independent sound sources of two subwoofers and two monitors on stands, it allows for, uh, what would you say, making the room play nice with the speakers. And that's, it's, uh, I wouldn't say that uh, the monitors or the subwoofers are more sensitive or more important to the placement. They definitely all have to fit together as a team to do as you were talking about it, this unmixing and unpackaging of the sound. And that has to be unpackaged in the room that you're gonna listen to it in. So they really do need to work together and being able to place the monitors independently of the subwoofer is what allows for most of that uh, suiting and fitting to the room to happen. So. We're not limited of just a mediocre placement of the monitor or the sub. We can place each of them more or less perfectly for any given room. And that's been uh, really uh, a revolutionary thing as far as our setup for clients' rooms that would have been acoustically challenging with other full range floor standing speakers. We can work our way around that with our subwoofer and monitors. So they, the bottom line is they just provide so much flexibility to tune pretty well, perfectly to any room. Yeah, that, what comes to me is this, the whole concept of crossing over, mm-hmm. uh, and anyone can correct me here, but I see the crossover as a passive, passive device typically that mingles the boundaries between three regions of audible frequencies. And we're calling them low, medium, and high. You can give them a Hertz region and how they interact with each other cross over is almost always, I would, except for an anechoic chamber, I would say it is always subject to that room in which they're placed and when you what 
strikes me as the ability to take the low frequency and physically cross it over right so that the wavelengths are going to cross over in the room mm -hmm. and then you can move that entire range of frequency physically yourself to your own desire unlike a floor stander yeah it makes all the difference in the world of adjustability to fit someone's unique and lovely listening room people spend a lot of time and money and effort to build these elaborate rooms that are breathtakingly beautiful and just so happens to be an audio listening room and so we like to do our part on the loudspeaker side to extract the most benefit and best sound for all the the effort that's gone into these rooms where people had an expectation of of perhaps even built a dedicated listening room that was added on to their house that that does happen and when people are willing to make that kind of effort financially and effort and just blood sweat and tears <laughs> we want to be able for them to get the most out of that investment um, and a lot of times the loudspeakers are uh, in the the worst situation the culprit of why better sound isn't being achieved when we do encounter that um, through our process of people upgrading to gravitas and room tuning and subwoofer placement and tuning, once we walk around those former challenges, it's kind of like the client can experience what the room is then capable of. So the room is just waiting for someone to tune something to it and, and play nice with it. And then that's when everything just locks into place and they have that unpackaging of the original recording extraordinarily close to how it sounded when it was recorded. And that's, I think for, for me and for a lot of people that listen at that level, that's what it's all about. And so I know we've talked in other um, videos about that final five, six yards and Boy, that's that's kind of everything. I mean, the other 95 yards is just ho-hum, but the final five is just so so exciting. Yeah, but, it just seems to me that if, if audiophiles were simply football players, that the entire football game would be taking place at the six-yard line. That's so and true. There would be two touchdowns each six yards apart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead of instead of a hundred yards. That's right. And every play would be as if it were the sudden death tiebreaker field goal opportunity possibility rush handoff pass and dive to get to the touchdown. And it seems as if when you if you want to play that game, the audio file game where essentially People scratch their heads at you and say, what are you doing? Because unless you step into a masterfully conceived and implemented room with wonderful sound system, you don't begin to realize, and it can't be conveyed in a forum or in this YouTube video or podcast, the experience that an audio enthusiast is after but we know especially with the gravitas it's pretty evident 
what is desirable. Yeah, and I I did I forgot to mention it uh, on the on the crossover aspect of uh, traditional approaches of crossover secret sauce in a a floor standing loudspeaker that's a three way that has a high uh, a middle band pass and a low pass. So a three-way crossover. Um, we don't do that mechanically. We do only a two-way in our monitor. And there isn't, so the uh, the mid-range is not bandpass, which is heresy to some designers. They say, well, you have to bandpass your mid-range because it's going to try to go too low. It's going to overextend and damage the Bandpass, you mean the crossover is going to refuse to permit lower frequencies to yes through the mid yes and so that introduces more crossover parts to uh, make that happen um, passively electrically and by omitting or not designing in that way so we we don't do that we just do a high pass and a low pass for the monitor and what ends up happening is you have naturally less signal degradation through less parts. That's just an electrical inescapable situation that there's electrical energy losses as the signal passes through more material. So if you have- uh, It also introduces phase shift, which is a whole nother boogeyman that is a real thing in crossover design. But we eliminate those issues by not designing our crossover that way. and. That's where having our separate adjustable subwoofers allows us to get away with that and have a much cleaner sound from both the monitors and the subs that then work together through their placement in the room to cohesively go back to one as far as the sound is concerned. So you're saying that the design, correct me here, that of the Gravitas is one in such that the whole boogeyman of phase shift can be at least mostly averted. That's right. Precluded completely to where it doesn't even enter into a equation that has to be solved. It's just not electrically possible. Except maybe in an analog space in the room itself. Yeah, and there, there's always phase shift in any crossover, even just one capacitor or one coil introduces some amount of phase shift and a little bit of just smearing. Just, just That's what happens when the electricity goes down the wire. There's a lot happening there. But the less of that that there is, and then if that's combined with really good placement of the speaker in a room, those effects can be minimized and mitigated to where they're small enough that they're not audibly noticeable. And that is part of what makes our 3D imaging so, so deep and so intense is we've sidestepped those typical issues in loudspeaker design and setup. So the, it's almost as if you can get off the ground with a plane that has four wings, but how much better would it be if you just had two? And that's, it may be counterintuitive to some, but 
simpler almost always is better but not not always but it it's often more eloquent more elegant more uh, the minimal whatever is essentially needed and that's what it seems as if it's happening here a unnecessary protuberance such as the uh, in integrating the low frequency into the crossover is itself an unnecessary hassle that can be avoided with this system is that correct is, or, uh, immensely so and I certainly subscribe to the less is more design principle in in loudspeakers and part of where we try to get maximum benefit from the less is more is on the power handling side of things so back to this low frequency what to do about this and with our approach of having the subwoofers in the low frequency powering themselves and not relying on the main amplifier of a client's stereo rig it frees uh, quite a bit of current and power reserves from the amplifier not having to control tr um, large motors of uh, subwoofer drivers the amount of power required to do that is substantially more than mid and high frequency sound. It's a lot harder job, if you will, for the amplifier to push big drivers in a controlled way while handling everything else at the same time. So it, it makes life so much easier and happier for virtually every amplifier out there. And so the high wattage ticket amp is not as critical, it seems, for your loudspeaker system because the subwoofers really are not <clears throat> requiring directly that power from the amplifier itself. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I think a good um, way to try to imagine what the amplifier feels like is driving a car with underinflated tires is kind of like driving subwoofers for an amplifier. It can do it. It has to work, but it can do it. It's it gets sweaty and it knows it's really having to put it put its muscle into it. And then when the tires are properly inflated, the car rolls pretty effortlessly. So the amount of effort to drive everything is is reduced quite a bit. So <laughs> having a that load reduced off of an amplifier uh, in the times uh, all the amps that I've listened to, they sounded um, more energetic and clean, which I don't think is surprising because the load was reduced quite a bit for any given listening level. So an amp that may not be a high watt number, which we've talked before about the practical irrelevance of numbers mm -hmm. in it's a 50 watt it's a 25 watt it's a 200 watt well which watt are we referring to the first watt or the last watt and have you ever had an experience about of using those many watts in the same moment 
so these questions that are bandied about become to me less relevant if at all relevant as far as the gravitas speaker system is concerned it is and it brings up another important point that i really want and i i go through with every client that we advise is the the line stage and signal stage in front of their amplifier so whatever they're using as far as the signal input to their amplifier that can be a really overlooked thing and people say well i have this renowned amplifier that i thought would do the trick for me and kind of get me to this utopia i've been dreaming of in my stereo room <laughs> and it can and it's waiting for it but what it isn't receiving is enough uh, I just call it a robust enough input stage from the preamplifier side. Okay. And I, I don't know a ton about amplifier design, but I do know that if you can maximize the input stage to what the amp ma manufacturer says is maximum voltage drive, if you can be it near what I call full throttle on that input stage to the amplifier, that changes things sonically tremendously. It's kind of like adding on a twin turbo setup on an engine. Uh, a ho-hum engine with forced induction wakes up um, monumentally. Right, say. gotcha. So, I hear you. An amplifier the is a sleeping giant at that point, right? Yeah, and so an amplifier, when it has that much uh, forced induction of signal, if you will, to where it's got its maximum input before it has uh, can't handle it. That's when the rest of the system can also wake up and it sounds more effortless and detailed and smooth and airy. Just everything that most clients are looking for their system to do. That's something that is can be missing. And um, part of where we can hear that is we test a lot of um, uh, past labs equipment in our room and they make some incredible line stage preamplifiers that do precisely what I was mentioning as far as um, putting maximum quality signal into an amplifier and it's I just thought it was worth noting since we were talking about that yeah of course the past amp family is extremely well noted for Nelson Pass's work in amplification. And it has been my experience that the Gravitas performs tremendously well with the Pass Labs products, the ones we've tested. And we could speak volumes about that product line. There are other amps, of course, that are comparable and perform extremely well in their various accoutrements and different iterations and approaches, almost as varied and saturated as the endless <laughs> list of different loudspeakers that cover the globe. Uh, what do you think is the most, the greatest advantage for our clients in having a crossover approach 
like the gravitas? I think the number one advantage is lower power requirements for their amplifier. There's a lot less uh, interaction happening downstream of the amplifier as far as uh, controllable. We have a, a pretty uh, mundane impedance load overall, so we don't have any severe spikes or dips. Of course, if you look at that in great detail on any loudspeaker, there is tremendous variance at different frequencies and different volumes. So it's not just a static load. It depends on the music itself, how loud you're playing it, and even the amplifier's um, design as far as how much dampening and ability to control different ranges of loads. But I think our crossover design and just system design in general, it allows for uh, any client's existing front end and amplifier side to do the best it could possibly do. And so that's a big advantage to where somebody can say, well, I don't want to upgrade everything at once. I want to kind of go one thing at a time. And with our Gravitas upgrade for clients, many times they can hear the front end of their system as it actually sounds. And they say, well, wait a minute, this is fantastic news. My, my stereo rig is actually fine. I just <laughs> was not getting its, its full performance until I had uh, Gravitas speakers. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> It's a big wake up call and almost always positive when we've encountered that. So it seems Luke that we have a system that has a more elegant, succinct philosophy of approach in the crossover area mm -hmm. and that we've got this subatomic particle generator on the four two of them in the room yes. <laughs> can, and that uh, our listener along with us can see and participate in the crossover experience because we're in an analog manner tuning the room which is essentially a crossover container it's basically a container of crossover frequencies that result in musical experiences so uh thanks a lot for joining me today luke this is mino cristante weekend environments a sanctuary of sound and i distribute for luke the gravitas speaker system and foot component please reach out to us visit our website illuminus audio.com and we'd be happy to chat with you i'd love to speak with folks on the phone about their systems and what they're experiencing we come into the reference environment consult with you in your room and demonstrate the speaker system at the end experience level that's part of our offering and product slash service thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time take care luke thanks Gina.
weekend environments, a sanctuary of sound.